Need I remind you, fellas and uh, ladies that are listening to the show, that Kevin and Warren are in the World Curling Hall of Fame, okay? And they lost to me. Here we go. It's another special episode. You heard me. I'll just do the whole thing again. The editor is used to that now. (laughs) God bless our producer, Mike. Uh, You get to listen to the end product of a bunch of these shows. And I have to admit, um, when there's a lot of editing to do, I've got to admit, it's Warren's fault. Anyway, let's get on with the new show. It's a special episode of Inside Curling. It's called Inside the Scotties, baby. We're joining you on a Friday night after the playoffs started today. They started with six teams. They're down to four. We're going to look at all of that. Of course, we want to acknowledge all of our sponsors, Jackpot City, County Tractor, and Goldline. They, they present the weekly show, Inside Curling, every week, and this special show. On our weekly show, Coyote Tractor brings you hot rock topics. If you have work to do, Coyote has the tractors, the UTVs, the ZTRs, and compact construction equipment to do it. Coyote, we dig dirt. Scotty's in Calgary. Final four teams have qualified. We're going to take a look at that, uh, getting ready for the page playoffs. Yes, you will be surprised. The World Juniors in Finland, uh, they have reached the medal games. We're going to review that. Also, a lot of talk on social media this week about there being no tiebreakers. Good piece you wrote on that today, Warren, once again. Thank you, Jim. And I I read it. Good. There's going to be a quiz. Because five teams were tied uh, for third in the in Pool B, they took the top three teams from each pool. Yeah, they were all at four and four. Uh, Warren's going to talk about what he wrote about that. And thanks a lot to Jackpot City. Each and every week, they bring you what's happening around the curling world. Jackpot City Casino Games, perfectly made for you. Scotty's heading into the page. Kevin, what do you think? Well, you know what? I thought it was really entertaining today. Um the one, two games, like there's three come out of each pool. So one and two, they crisscross and uh, just a couple of, you know, big, big uh, makes and a couple of big, big misses. Um, Selena Sturme was doing fantastic in that game against Jones and uh, had a really important uh, draw to the button in eight and just overcurled a little bit. And that was a big steal. And that game got, gave uh, Jones a two-point lead, and there was no turning back. So Jennifer Jones ended up winning that one over Sturme, who played great. Uh, Team Holman, my goodness. Uh, Kerry Anderson came around the center in uh, late in the game, and Rachel makes an angle raise double takeout, and it was much more difficult than that to really seal the win against Carrie Anderson. Once again, a terrific game. So, yeah, we're really uh, treated to a couple of good ones there. And then tonight in the uh, in the in the games, now the losers of those games went in to play uh, uh, Laws and Cameron. And, you know, I really felt that that uh, Team Laws would come out with a little bit stronger effort, but they just they just struggled. And uh, Sturme uh, with steals uh, two in the fourth and one in the fifth to get a 6-1 lead, and they just didn't turn back. And they it was a really good effort by Team Sturme. So it's going to be interesting um, to see how they do going forward into the, uh, into the page. But uh, good for them. Good young team and uh, playing really well. And uh, they really stepped up the plate and won 8-5 to tonight. 
Um, team Anderson against Cameron. That was something else. I really thought that uh, the Team Canada would come out and uh, and play well, and they did early in the game. They ended up, Jim, getting up 4-3 with Hammer. So anytime Kerry Anderson's up with Hammer, you're thinking, ah, this game's over. But it wasn't over. Uh, Cameron stole 1-7, stole 2-8, stole one in nine, and then stole two more in 10 to end up winning that game. So Kate Cameron and her crew from Manitoba are into the 3-4 game to play against Selena Sturme and their Alberta team in uh, in the playoffs, in the final four. So congratulations to Team Cameron and knocking off the four-time back-to-back-to-back-to-back champ. And that's a big win. They were up 4-2. What did they lose? 10-4 or something? What was the final? 9-4. <laughs> no, but the uh they were up they were up 4-2 and then actually forced. So so they're now they're in great shape. You're you're up 4-3 with hammer after six. Life's good. And then bang it a bang it a bang it a bang. Yeah. And uh yeah, and that was the end of it. So but a good but what a heck of a run. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Team Anderson. You know what I mean? And uh, you're not going to win forever. And and uh, they held their head high even after the game, you know, watching them on TV. It was good. You know, it was good. Um, and sometimes, you know, you just don't make all the shots, and that's the way it goes. Yeah, don't forget, people. She's she's won four in a row. <laughs> or had yeah, one. Four. I think everything that happened, happened all week just finally caught up to her. I mean, towards the end of that game tonight, she looked really kind of like tired, defeated. And I think there's good reason for that. They've had to endure a lot this week. So... I think they just finally ran out of gas. Uh, yeah, completely. If uh, Jennifer Jones wins this thing, Warren, do you think she'll uh, renege on her retirement announcement? <laughs> uh, huh? You think she'll pull back? That's well, wait a, a really minute. That's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think so. I think she made up her mind firmly before she made that announcement, fully thinking, if we win this, uh, what am I going to do? And I think she had at that point already decided she she would not be coming back. I don't think. What anyway. a great what way you, to retire. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> win, it, win it and say, see ya. I know an easier way to retire though is get is get crushed, and then you're like, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, I know, I'm retiring. You know? <laughs> no, I think a really unnoticed thing there this evening was Burchard on Team Anderson. She was tonight heading towards a potential six straight Scotties because she won with Jennifer Jones in 2018, and then she's won with. Anderson, the last four years. So Shannon Burchard tonight, for the first time, is in the Scotties in six years, will not be in the final. Wow. Okay, so there you go. Uh, Noon tomorrow, the 3-4 game. Losers done. Uh, And then 6 o'clock tomorrow night, the 1-2 game. Winner goes to the final Sunday night. Uh, So good luck to all the teams. And enjoy your curling tomorrow. Uh, If you really want to enjoy it, listen to my picks that I'm about to make. You ready? <laughs> well, let's review what we picked last night. Let's do that first. Okay. So let's start with Jim. The good news. Jim picked Sturme, Anerson, Jones, and Holman. Nice. Jim got three out of four. Thank you. Kevin and Warren made the same picks. Jones, Holman, Laws, and Anerson. And uh, we both got two out of four. <laughs> So that means who won? <laughs> that makes my month, baby. That makes my month. Need I remind you, fellas and uh, ladies that are listening to the show, that Kevin and Warren are in the World Curling Hall of Fame, and they lost to me in their picks. That's fantastic. <laughs> Can we just take a moment? 
There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, once in a while. Okay. So uh, big time. What are you picking for the? Who's going to be in the final and who's going to win? Because um, I know you guys are going to pick Holman, so I'm going to pick Jones, and I'm going with Sturmey. She's rolling, man. So the final is going to be Jones and Sturmey, with Jones as the winner. Okay, Jim, we got that. Kevin, what's your choice? Uh, well, I think uh, Holman will win the 1-2 game. Jeez. Yeah, I got to go Jonesy. I got to go Jonesy. And then Holman winning the final. Yep. Same way I've seen it. I can't see Holman unless they blow a tire. They're curling at an average of 92% over, what is it now, nine games? Um, so something's got to really go sideways there for them not to come out on the on the positive side of the equation on Sunday. So I'm going Holman Jones, Holman winner. Okay, there you have it. Do yourself a favor. Go with Big Jim on your picks. I'll be watching uh, once again tomorrow the three four games at noon, and then six o'clock tomorrow night is the one two game. And uh, Sunday, do they give the same times? Warren, are they doing this same? Yes. By the way, those times are mountain. Okay, so 2 o'clock Eastern and 8 o'clock Eastern uh, for those of you in Ontario and further. Okay, Warren, all week we've been giving everyone an update about the World Juniors in Finland. Canada has had two teams there, but we may still be alive. What's the update, Warren? We got a little bit of life there, yes. So let's take a look at the men's side first because Canada's not in that any longer. So we're down to the medal round. Today they played the semifinals. On the one side, number one Norway played number four USA. Norway were the victors. In a 2-3 game, Italy played Denmark, and Italy emerged the winner in that game. So in tomorrow's gold medal game, in the men's side, it'll be Norway against Italy. And for the bronze, it'll be the USA against Denmark. And that'll be played on Saturday afternoon in Finland. On the women's side, where Canada is involved, Switzerland, who finished number one, Canada number four, played in the one semifinal game. And it must have been a barn burner because it went an extra end. And for the second time in a row, Canada's Myla Plett had the extra end stolen on them to lose five to four. In the other game, Japan played Norway, and Japan defeated the Norwegians eight to five. So in the gold medal game tomorrow morning, February 24th, It'll be Switzerland against Japan, and in the bronze medal, Canada against Norway. So good luck to Marla Plett and her team in tomorrow's bronze medal game. I thought you said when we were going to be good, I would hear good news about Canada. So they're fighting for the bronze. Uh, what about Denmark? What's what's the story there? Are they not not exactly a curling powerhouse? Huh? They made the final four. Well, they did to make the final four. They finished, I think they were tied by my memory for second. So they, they did quite well during the round robin. So that's a big name. That's a big name in Denmark. The, the kid is an, a Schmidt. Oh, yeah. Schmidt. Ulrich Schmidt okay. that we used to play against back in the day. Yeah, I think he, I think he at, might be coaching the team. I shouldn't say that, though. I'm not positive he is. But look at again who is in the final Italy. Yeah. Italy in the gold medal game. Well, Italy, every young kid is look who loves curling in Italy is looking at it now. They're looking at Mozaner, right? And they're going, You gotta put on about a buck fifty and I need to bench press a house and I'll be able to <laughs> I'm waiting for that guy to come out with his with his stick. His broom is gonna be cast iron, man, the shaft of the thing. Uh anyway, watch out for them. Of course, they've been around a long time, Italy now. So off they go. Warren, uh on the Facebook. 
on the Facebook, uh, there was a bunch of talk about tiebreakers. You wrote a good piece about it today, that there's no tiebreakers in the Scotties, and there will be no tiebreakers, get used to it, in the Briar coming up uh, next month. Pool B, I think, Warren, Fort was Pool, pool B, where they had four teams, five teams tied at four five, and four? Five teams. Five teams tied with four and four, yeah. Tell us all about it, Warren, what's going to happen. Well, again, I just uh, want to emphasize that uh, those of you who are whining a bit about it, get over it, because I don't think it's going to change. It's been a discussion point at the world level for a number of years, probably for at least 10. They finally made the big move, and there's no tiebreakers at any world championship at any level, nor will it be at the Olympics. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. So Canada's going to adopt the same approach to life, and uh, I don't think tiebreakers will be returning. But I think there's some good reasons for that. I think my story outlines some of the confusions and problems that tiebreaker rounds cause because they have to be scheduled. So when you're going into an arena, let's start with that side of it. When you schedule games, you've got to book a lot of people from operations to box office to security to ushers. Whole pile of staff that belong to that building have to be booked for those tiebreakers. So if you're going to book two rounds, you've booked them for six hours. So you can't decide at 11 o'clock Thursday night that you're going to cancel all those people at 9 o'clock on Friday morning. So that's a big problem. And even with the volunteers, it's always been a problem because you've got to schedule them. Some cases are taking time off work, and then all of a sudden, bingo, there's nothing there. As far as within the building itself, you lose a lot of momentum if all of a sudden you've booked uh, a full day or even a half a day for tiebreakers, and all of a sudden there's nothing happening. So everything goes kind of flat. And there's no revenue, really, from tiebreakers because uh, the few people that are going to walk up to go to that tiebreaker game uh, from a revenue point of view is going to make very little, little difference to that event. So it's difficult all the way around. From a television network's point of view, it's a nightmare because if, if tiebreakers are going to happen, and again, it could be two rounds, which used to be the case, they've got to block out six hours of airtime. And all of a sudden, less than 24 hours before that happens because there's no tiebreakers, they are now left with that six-hour space they got to fill with something. So whatever revenue was sitting there for those six hours is completely gone. And then on sites, you've got crews, you've got satellite uh, rental times, uh, all sorts of things that, again, are going to be set into a tailspin if, in fact, tiebreakers that are scheduled to happen don't. And for that reason, for many years, TSN would not cover them. And it was for those very reasons. And, of course, that created a lot of problems and, and to the degree that finally... The last few years I was there, they, they reluctantly were starting to cover them. But again, it's it's a cause of a lot of, of, of extra stress and strain on everybody. So are tiebreakers going to come back? I don't think so. And uh, there's a lot of good reasons why we have to find another way of settling this thing. Maybe the round robin is what has to go, because as long as you're going to have round robin preliminaries, you're going to have ties. It's uh, impossible to avoid. Yeah. So I, I get that, Warren. You've convinced me. Uh hundred percent that you, you can't, you, you know, you can't do it because of all those reasons you just pointed out. What I don't like is how they're doing it now with the, with the draw to the button. Uh, well, how else are you going I to don't do know. It? I don't have the solution, but I'm just saying, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't sit with me. It doesn't sit with Kevin, me very well. what's your well. point on all, all this <laughs> stuff? Where, yeah. where do you sit? What do you, what do you say, Kev? Like, is that, is that the only way to do it? Why don't you tell me some alternative ways, Kev, besides the draw to the button? Well, that's the difficult part, isn't it? You know, you, you hate to see somebody lose out of something with the same record. 
without having a chance other than to draw the button. But what else can you do? And we'd love to hear people's opinions on uh, on email from uh, from far and wide because this is a topic of conversation all the time. So many teams, you lose out of huge events because of a draw the button. And, you know, I guess it's just super important that you get better and better at drawing the button as a team. And, and so you're always near the top of that. And that way you don't lose out of these huge events because of that. I don't think tiebreakers are coming back. I agree with Warren. I just don't, there's no time. It just doesn't work. Um, so that, that's not really an option. So, okay, how are we going to do it? I, I think draw the button sort of makes sense. At least it brings the whole team into, into the game. Uh, because the sweepers are really the ones who make those draws, mm-hmm. not really the thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't mind it the way it is. It's just, it's just. I know it's frustrating for a lot of people, and you you lose out that way. Uh, you know, Jennifer Jones definitely uh, at the Olympics, right. massive uh, to to lose out that right. way. I just got an email from Caitlin Laws. She said, "Jim, you couldn't be wrong. I love the draw to the button." exactly and and i think what people got to remember it's not a single draw to the button it's uh, two for every game and then at the end of the round they throw out the two worst numbers so you know it's 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 not just one shot by chance it's a number of shots and i think you've just got to get better at doing that and the europeans seem to have figured it out because practically every world championship we had last year they were right at the top of the of the list when it came to draw the button and canada was down the list so and, you know, uh, for the fringe curling fan who's going to tune in on the weekend, you know, to watch the final four, if they started watching today, for example, they don't watch all week. There's, you know, we, we'd like to think everyone watches every game all the time, but they don't. So when they flip the tube on today, they don't care how people got there. No, they don't give a shit how people got there. <laughs> you know, they, they got their teams and, uh, and the cream rose to the top anyway. Right. It, it, well, sure. I mean, it, it's as we talked last night. Uh, we've got uh, seven of the top ranks in the Canadian team ranking system are in this event, and six of them made the playoffs. Right. So, the right teams are there. And actually, if you take a look at the rankings, the, the right teams are there tomorrow because those, uh, not the, all of them, three of those four teams are left are ranked in the top four. Well, you know what? And the week, the final weekend for the Scotties is really is really kind of storybook stuff. You've got. The retirement of Jennifer Jones, and she's still cooking. People love that. Her The viewership for her game will be through the roof. Uh, you've got Holman, of course, who's lighting the world on fire. And then you've got Cameron. Uh, I mean, that adds to the, you know, she she's, could easily not have been there. Uh, so it, may, it makes for a bunch of drama here, right? You may have the, maybe a new sheriff in town, Kev, if Cameron can ever knock off the best in the world. Well, yeah, and don't forget about the young team, Sturmey, who's putting on such a show this week. So, yeah, very good, very good Final Four. Uh, everybody likes Kate Cameron, and you've got Sturmey, who's young and really, really good. And then, of course, Jennifer Jones in her last event would love to win, and and then the cream of you know the cream of the crop with uh, Rachel Holman. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Good. Warren, give us our picks again. Who'd I pick? I want everyone to know. Hmm? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Why do you want to make an issue out of it, Jim? You were Jonesy and Sturmey. Jones? Yes, that's who you picked. All right, good. And you guys picked Holman and Jones. Sturmey, and we picked Holman and Jones. And you could be a winner again, Jim. Sturmey, they could do it. Uh, but I'm I'm sitting here thinking the old veterans, when it comes down to the final strokes here on Saturday and Sunday, are likely the ones that are going to succeed. But... That's what we thought yesterday, Warren. That's what we thought yesterday, too. She just beat a veteran <laughs> in Caitlin Laws. So. That's right. Okay, there we go. Thank you, Warren.
Uh, there you go, another show in the book, a special episode in the book. Uh, we'll be back next week with our regular show to wrap up everything Scotty's. And then, uh, Warren, we quickly go into the Briar, right? The, the, briar. the following week. So yep. uh, we'll, we'll let you know our sched. Uh, Warren will pick a bunch of nights that we're going to do it, and uh, we'll bring you up to date. Uh, so thank you very much for tuning in all this week. We really enjoyed it. It's a laugh doing these shows. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. If you'd like to weigh in, uh, go to our Facebook group and our Facebook page. There's lots of great stuff on there. It's lots of lots of impressions. People are in the hundreds of thousands are uh, checking out our, our Facebook. Also, email us, insidecurling at gmail.com. That's insidecurling at gmail.com. And you may get your email read uh, during our weekly show. Thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Thank you to all our sponsors. We appreciate them. And I really appreciate you guys, Warren. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you too, Jim. I love you, Warren. I love you, Kevin. Okay, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. You betcha. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> <laughs>